Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to the Experience Better Lifestylist podcast. We are on episode nine. Hard to believe, right? We are already on episode nine. Next one will be in the double digits. Like, this is crazy. Thank you guys for all your shares, truly. The shares, the, the Instagram stories, the reviews, like, I appreciate them so much. It is something that I'm going to thank you guys for every single time because it means the most to me. And today, we're going to jump right in, you guys. We're going to jump right into this. This episode is all about verbiage. This is all about how what you say and what you think matters. It is something that I didn't understand, but once I did understand, it changed my life. And we'll talk more about that as we go on. And hear me out, you guys. This might sound silly, like truly. It might sound like I'm overreaching. But what you say and think shapes your reality because your subconscious can't take a joke. It doesn't understand humor. It doesn't understand the the difference between something you're taking lightly and something you're taking seriously. It just takes it as the truth. And it can't distinguish how it's different. Our brains are amazing and they're complex, you guys. These are, they're great. They can either work for us though and, or they can work against us. And choosing our verbiage is a way that we can get our our brains to work for us. And there's certain things that now that I know this, I have eliminated from my vocabulary. I didn't understand that there was disempowering phrases I was using on a regular basis, which I think a lot of us use that we don't realize are actually hindering our abilities to, to go to the next level. Certain things that you won't hear me say anymore are, I can't, I'll try, or I hope. All three of those have no power behind them. All three of those are hindering uh, where where I want to go or what I want to do. And that goes for you guys too, not just me. One of the most common things that I used to say out of those phrases were that I would try. I would try to do something. And the biggest place where I found that I would try to do something was when it came to weight loss. I'm going to try to eat healthier. I'm going to try to go to the gym. I'm really going to try this time. First of all, when I was saying the word try, I was giving my way, myself a way out already because I had repeated that pattern so many times. I had repeated that word so many times. My brain already attached to it that I was going to give up. I was going to give it the old college try, but it wasn't going to happen. And that is something that it didn't work for me. Every time I said I would try, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try consistently repeated the same toxic cycle over and over and over and over again. And to start substituting the I'll try with I will. Will is, saying I will is an empowerment statement. It is one of the biggest ways to start shifting your brain. You might not know how you're going to do it, but you will do it. And when your brain hears I will, I will, I will, like I said, your subconscious is going to Pick that up. It can't take a joke. It doesn't know that you don't know how you're going to do it. All it knows is that you said you will do it and you keep telling yourself and you keep telling yourself, I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. I kept telling myself that here we are 70 pounds lighter per se. You guys know I use that term very loosely um, because I will do it instead of I'll try to do it. That is huge. How you frame your life based on what you say is either going to help you reach your goals or it's going to keep you stuck. And something that I also (laughs) 
that I also, another phrase you will not hear me say anymore, and I'm not even gonna say this word, you guys, this is how forbidden this word is uh, in my vocabulary, but it's the word B-R-O-K-E. I used to repeat that word on repeat all the time, all the time. No, sorry, I can't do that, I'm B-R-O-K-E. Another part, I can't afford it, boom. I'm B-R-O-K-E. <laughs> like, B-R-O-K-E, like I said, your subconscious can't take a joke. So when you're saying that on repeat over and over and over again, why would you think that your finances are gonna change? Why do you think that you're not gonna always be B-R-O-K-E if you're constantly telling yourself it over and over and over again? So I had to train myself on how I was going to live outside of my current reality to get to where I actually wanted to be. And instead of using that word, the forbidden B word, we're gonna call it, <laughs> I started saying things like, because let's be real, not everything is always in the budget. Uh, that is understandable. We're all at different levels of income and sometimes the money isn't there yet. Did you hear that you guys? Hear how I finished that? With the word yet. Yet is open-ended. Yet leaves room for growth. Yet shows all the possibilities to that subconscious of yours. You aren't there yet. You didn't make yourself stuck by saying the forbidden B word, but you acknowledged the, your current situation and also gave your brain a way to say, oh, so it's coming instead of never happening, don't have the money, won't have the money, I'm B-R-O-K-E. Something also that helped me reframe my brain in this sense when it came to money, especially, was that I would say things about my priorities because there's money that I spent on things that were unnecessary that I just did because I wanted to. You guys, the amount of times like my ordering out and my food bill, I always seem to have money for that. Or at, back in the day, the drinking, the drinking bill, I, I always had money to go drinking somehow, some way. But I would say to myself now, when it came to wanting something that was higher or a little outrange of the budget at that time was, that's not a priority for me yet. Um, making something a priority is how we make things work. I also used that when it came to my health and wellness. Uh, I make it a priority now, you guys, to always have the money. Well, now, because I take advantage of our free product program, I get it for free, which is not just because I'm a promoter, customers too, you can get your product for free. But I always made it a priority to find the money to make sure that I could continue to take ketones over and over and over again. Because I liked how I felt and I knew that it was changing my life. And I did. I chose my priorities when it came to money. That meant I wasn't <laughs> ordering out. It meant I wasn't. Well, at that time, I didn't really drink too much then. But it was, I traded my priorities and I said, this is a priority for me. And this is how I'm going to get where I want to go. And that was a huge money shift for me. It's laying out my actual priorities and saying this is a priority. And if it didn't fit in the budget, like I said, I would use the word yet. We aren't there yet. I'm not there yet. A second part of the whole verbiage thing, you guys, that is so important is knowing the difference between what you said and what you actually mean. Let me give you an example. 
If you say something like, this tastes like crap, I mean, <laughs> does it really? Does the literal, does literally the food in your mouth taste like S-H-I-T? Like really, really ask yourself. Or were you just not fond of the taste or was it just a disappointing taste? And this might sound silly, you guys, but this, this matters, hear me out. My concern that if you tell me that no, it literally tastes like crap, is I wanna know how you know what feces in your mouth tastes like. And now I'm actually concerned about your life. <laughs> but saying things like that, you're telling your brain it can go to the most dramatic place for something that isn't that serious. Am I making sense? Let me give you another example. A common phrase and something that I was very guilty of saying in the past was F my life. Uh, when things would be going wrong or I felt like so much was happening, I'd be like, oh, F my life, F my life. That was one of my favorite phrases to go to. And did I, looking back, did I literally mean that? Did I literally mean everything in my life, F my life? No, no. I didn't mean F my life to the roof over my head. I didn't mean F my life to the running water. I didn't mean F, the, F my life to the little money uh, I did have at the time. What I meant was I was having what feels like a bad day. That's what I meant, but that's not what I said. Do you guys under, do, are you starting to see what I'm saying by these patterns about why verbiage matters? And one of this is you guys correcting yourself, it takes practice, but you need to become aware of it first. You need to start policing per, per se, uh, your brain, because then you can interrupt the patterns. And the more and more you interrupt the patterns, it starts to become second nature. And then you start catching what other people say too. My husband, simply from just being around me, now speaks differently. His verbiage is literally on point now, you guys. He corrects himself. He will stop himself in the middle of a sentence and change his verbiage when it comes to something that he doesn't necessarily like, if it comes to just, just stuff that happens in life in general, when it comes to his own gym life and where he wants to go with his fitness and with his career and everything, he'll choose his words very carefully because that is something that I have now instilled in him from being around me and because I now have a life to show him why it's important that we that we choose our words carefully and the crazy thing is the more our verbiage has changed over these last especially few years two and a half years the more our life has reflected it three years ago you guys three years ago I lived in a two-bedroom apartment where nine times out of 10, I wasn't even able to pay rent on the first. I was constantly telling myself I was B-R-O-K-E, constantly telling myself I couldn't afford things, consistently telling myself that I was fat, and I continued to prove myself right. Nothing changes if nothing changes, right? You guys have heard me say that before. Fast forward, you guys, and I don't tell you guys this to brag or to, to um, make me seem like I'm, I'm all up here because trust me, you guys, I'm, I'm learning as I go. But fast forward, Three years later, one, I'm in the best shape of my life. We have an apartment in California, along with a house in Wisconsin. We have a savings account. The bills are paid on time, if not early. And for me, you guys, I do not think that's a coincidence. I truly believe that the way I started speaking about our life changed my perspective. It helped my subconscious see the possibilities instead of the hindrances in my life. It allowed me to take my life to the next level because I started policing what I was saying to myself because it mattered. 
it mattered. I couldn't change my reality if I didn't change my verbiage. So speak light over your life, you guys, not anguish. Allow yourself to become where you want to be instead of being your own worst enemy. Don't let the circumstances of your life now, what you look, your life look like in a year from now, because you'll stay in the same spot. Like I said, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Start be by becoming aware of how you speak about yourself, your situations and others. You'd be surprised how much more good opportunities and blessings you end up attracting in your life by choosing better words. So that, there you have it, you guys. Verbiage matters. Sending light and love always. Me, the experienced better lifestylist.